Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. And you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast, where we invite willing guests to be coached live and in person right on the podcast. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce to you my new guest. His name is John Majot. Did I say it right, John? Perfect. <laughs> Welcome. I, you know, it's been said wrong all my life since I was five. So that was awesome. Thank you, Kim. So you are the operations manager with a company called Linksys. Did I say it right this time? Also, you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, the Linksys Group. That's correct. The Linksys Group. And yeah. what is the Linksys Group? What do you do? Just give so us. So we are of- primarily a staffing firm that deals with both Perm, and now we are opening a temporary staffing division, which I am heading with uh, my great team that we have going on, and I'm really excited about it. It's a a new new venture for us, but we have a very experienced team, so that works out well for us. Okay, temporary staffing uh, division as opposed to permanent staffing division. Right. So, okay. And the okay. the perms guys there. So it started off as a, a perm staffing company, and now Stephen Shepard, our owner, wants to open up a temporary staffing division, which he's asked me to head. Okay, and how long have you been with Linksys? Three months. So Three not months. a very long time. Okay. But I've been and doing temporary staffing for, I, I, if I said it, it sounds so long, but it's 27 years. 27 years in temporary staffing. Yep. Wow, okay. And uh, you're here, you're in Toronto, you're in Brampton, you said? That's correct. So I am in Brampton. Uh, I started at a company then I ran my own company called bridge staffing for 17 years. And I went to a couple other companies and then Steve actually was with me at bridge before he started his own. And now he said, why don't you come and work with us here? And I said, that's a really good idea. And so here I am. And he's the, he's a really good person. I knew he was when he was just a, a young kid and now he's a mature person who's running his own business. It's really great. So to see that growth. being new in a company, I mean, three months is still relatively new. What is your greatest challenge right now? For us, finding people because of the SERB situation and also dealing with, um, that's on the, on the talent acquisition side, it's finding people because we have SERB and finding people because we also have cash paying agencies that do not remit money to the government. On the sales side, so the getting client side, the client acquisition side, it's breaking down voicemail. So it's kind of a two-pronged problem, I guess. Like Those are the biggest two challenges. Okay. So you have problems getting people who want temporary work because it's a lot easier to not work when you're getting served. That's right. And for right. those of you who are not in Canada, uh, please describe what CERB is for our listeners who are not familiar with that. It's the Com- Canadian Emergency Relief uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the B is, but it's basically money to help people through this COVID, um, well, benefits. See, thank you, Jonathan, our producer. It's always got to have a producer (laughs) around. Yeah. Canadian emergency relief benefit. So it's for people that are trying to help them people through COVID because of the layoffs and just the government was trying to get as much money into people's hands. And I understand that, but there is work out there. So now because there's work out there, we can't get employees. 
Um, the other problem is that a lot of our competitors are paying cash. So they're paying people under the table and it's very rampant. Um, and they don't remit to the government. They just pay their employees cash. We have everybody above board and paying and that gives them about a 20% advance cost advantage to us. So it, it's a big problem for us. Okay. But it, but probably the biggest, I would say that's the number one. And it has been prior to CERB way before because these people will collect money on different levels or there'll be students that are here on the foreign student program that work full time and they get paid cash. And so it makes it harder for us to, to compete with our, our competitors. Okay. So I just want to uh, jump ahead for a minute. So this issue of other companies, other staffing companies who just pay their employees in cash and don't remit to the government is a, a sore point for you because essentially it's competing with you. People just want to get paid. They don't want to have to pay taxes. That's uh, right. And you're doing things legally. <laughs> so here's a question and, and just kind of walk with me through this yep. for a brief moment. Who's your target market when you look at uh, temporary employees? Is it students? Like who, who are you looking for to fill these roles? Usually new immigrants be that are mostly permanent residents is primarily who we target or who answer our ads because most of the people that are here in Canada already have good education, good jobs. They're not, they don't, they have other avenues of gain, gaining employment. Um, the people that come here, I mean, I'm a big new immigrant guy. My mother's an immigrant. She came in here to Canada with $10. So she would have been one of the people that we would have looked for. Right. Right. So that's what we do now. So, um, for us, okay. that's our target for that. Um, and those are the people we usually look for. Get a high okay. percentage of people from all over the world. We okay, so you get people who are interested, but then they go elsewhere because they they basically find that it's a better deal somewhere else. Um, a lot of the people we get don't mind working on what they call sin or on the social insurance. Some it's not. So those ones are okay because they want to make it through the, they want to pay tax. They want to get the benefit of being a permanent resident in Canada. Mm -hmm. The ones where we have problems are, are the ones that are on the dole or the ones that are students that want to work full time. Okay. And also immigrants. I don't have access to that labor pool. I mean, I do, but if I want to cheat, but I don't want to cheat. That makes sense. So sorry, students are also um, part of your target market, but are they immigrant students or just immigrant students? students are part of our target market, but they can only work 20 hours a week, according to the law, which many of them, when they work full time they, that and get paid cash, then they're working 40 hours a week, but under the table, under the table. I see. Okay. So I have always been interested in um, helping companies create new playing fields. So right now you're playing in, let's call it a common playing field with other agencies, yep. right? That's right. So we all understand the rules of the game. Some people break the rules, but you're all essentially playing in the same field. That's right. And it's hard to play in the same field when let's say some people are cheating or where you're not willing to bend the rules and you're on the straight and narrow. And there are some things you're not willing to sacrifice 
or compromise, correct? That's right, because I like sleeping at night. I don't want to go to jail. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Some people don't mind. I do. And nobody wants you to go to jail. <laughs> However, I'm always a big fan of saying, okay, so here's the playing field. How do we change the game? And that's, that's really... A, go ahead. Right? That's really the conversation here. And we change the game by changing the offering. We change the game by changing the service. We change the game by changing the way we have conversations and build relationships with these temporary workers, right? So what do I mean by that? Again, I don't know your market very well because my market is very different, but your market is uh, filled with people who have a whole slew of needs. Maybe those needs are childcare. Maybe those needs are learning a second language more effectively. Maybe those needs are uh, being connected to a community of sorts. I, I don't know. I'm completely inventing those needs. You um, no, you're not wrong. Okay. Uh, so, and oftentimes, so oftentimes what I'll do, and I agree with what you're saying, is I'll talk to our clients. Our clients, are they mostly don't care. That's part of our problem too in this case. I have often talked to them about, Childcare, let's say, or proximity, or many of those other things that are helpful. I have proposed to many customers saying, look, you have a lot of space, especially now, because there's so much open commercial space in, you know, in the, these times. You know, let's add a couple of more things and have the shift be what I call the parental schedule. So one parent um, will work and I will bang the drum hard on this, which is why I'm glad I'm on your podcast. So thank you. If we have a parental schedule, it offers, it makes an offering for people who have a two, uh, want to have two incomes, but it's just not possible. So a parental schedule to me is the person drops the children off at school um, between 8.30 and then they hustle over to work. They start at nine or 9.30. So you can make the schedule from 9.30 and then till 2.30 or three o'clock because then they can go and pick the children up at 3.30 after school. No customer wants to do that. They say, no, I want them here from seven until four. And my answer to that is, look, you want people here at 14.25 an hour after today. They can get that anywhere. But if you allow them to, you give them that benefit, then they will work for you. You're eliminating a whole section of the population because you don't want to bend a little bit so that they can get, so you can get your stuff packaged or put and, together or whatever what you happen to looks do. a little different. And again, I'm pushing the envelope a little and I'm probably speaking out of turn, but that's okay. Okay, go ahead. What if, because what you're trying to do is great, right? Like, hey, make it easy for these people to work for you. But what if they're not working for your client? What if they're working for you? They do work for us. Right. So what can you do? What can you put in place that completely differentiates you from any other temp agency where you're the service provider and addressing this, maybe this need of childcare, maybe other needs, but that you're providing something to these temp workers where they have a high degree of loyalty to you and any other family members who come in, they say, Hey, you've really got to go to Linksys. 
So in our situation, and again, temporary helps a little bit different because we only can do, go by what our clients tell us, right? So the way that it works is they actually do work for us, but we send them to jobs. Yes. That the clients tell us, this is the job that we want these people to do. These are the hours that they want. So I can't convince, I have to, it's the customers I have to, it's not the people. I understand what you're saying, Kim. The things that we have done in the past are, but we do it not as a, it might be something that I would look into, but if a, if a, a attempt comes, like now again, things are so different these days because of this COVID, but in the old, ye olden times before March 15th, um, what we would do is say, okay, we would help them. So we would assist them in immigration. Like we have an immigration person, um, consultant that we, that I know because I worked in immigration for a long time. So I say, okay, this is the person you go see, or this is where you go to learn the English language skills that you need to learn or these so like, you have so we do resources that yes that we try and help the temps with if they right. ask us and we we don't it's not a public thing and i think where i know where you're going because i can connect we can make it more public for the people that we help um and that's something i would certainly entertain but in now and now that we're in these covid times it's really changed things dramatically Sure, sure. But, it, you know, still the, the, the question remains is how do we change the game? How do yeah. we not play the same game with the same rules that everybody else is playing? How do we go somewhere completely different in order to truly differentiate ourselves? What does that need to look like? And how do we truly serve the needs of those people we're trying to attract as our temporary employees? So, so that's question number one. Question number two is... I could pay cash. <laughs> that's what they but, want. But again, if you pay cash, you're playing in the old in the pool. In, in the, right. And what we're trying to do is not do that. We're trying to yeah, change the game. Right. So we can't keep going back to the rules or breaking the rules that we don't want to do. Right. We want to create something completely new and be the draw so that every immigrant says, yeah, there are other options and it's good, but the best place to go is Linksys. So th that's really what we're trying to create for you. The second question you had, and I'm not sure if we'll have enough time today, but it was, how do we get through voicemail? That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. And On the client acquisition side. So go perhaps, ahead. Perhaps we, we might have to make this a two-part series, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so you're trying to get through to potential employers, correct? That's correct. Okay. So historically, what was your strategy? Um, again, back in the olden times, we would call first, we would do what I call, um, we would do walk-bys. So I just go to an industrial area, drop off packages and then call them and continue to call them, link up with them on LinkedIn, the old sales techniques. The problem for us is, and I'm, I'm not unique in this. I am one sales person and I'm sure every salesperson has the same question as I do. You make 50 calls a day one person may pick up the phone or two and one of them may tell you to get lost or have picked up the phone by accident. The, what typically we do is hit them as many times as we can until they say yes. And I don't, you know what I mean? Like keep, so there's about a seven step process that I use 
that I developed my, it's pretty effective, but the, where you have the bottleneck or the, the constraint is usually when you call the person and they don't pick up and you can't engage them in a conversation. And usually when you engage someone in a conversation, if you're personable, which I mostly am, they will like you and they'll want to say, okay, you sound like you know what you're doing and you're going to send me good people. And I say, yeah, well, try, we'll see what we can do. We try and then we move on from there. Does that make sense? Well, that's what yes. I did in the so, old days, but I don't know how to make 50. I don't want to make 50 calls a day anymore and have no one answer the phone. It's, it's painful. Right. It, really. And it's a waste of time. Yes. Okay. So again, you know, old rules don't apply. No. Okay. So this is a very interesting time in our lives where we have to do things completely differently than we've ever done them before. And not that I'm an expert at getting through voicemail, but I've been known to be a little creative, right? So the question becomes, how do we become creative? How do we really, really kind of, instead of spending our time making calls that never get answered, how do we take that time and perhaps create a different kind of connection with the person on the other end before we even reach out to them? So can we learn something about our target? Can we... Uh, understand their needs or more specifically understand their pain points. So I'm throwing something at you right now. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I got you on my podcast, didn't I? Yeah. Did we know each other before? No, but that was because of the relationship. Pardon? How did we do that? Well, that was a relationship that we, you had with a person that you, you did it through LinkedIn, through my friend. And then she said, go on the show and I'm here. So okay. but, I have used LinkedIn. We use LinkedIn all the time. But and perhaps, perhaps rather than saying, Hey, can I sell you some temporary work? Maybe the conversation looks a little different. Hey, I'm doing some research and I'm looking to interview someone who X, Y, Z, or I'm writing an article and I need some information on this. I thought that perhaps you can help me. I'm looking for a quote from someone. Oh, that's true. That's a good one. Right? Because nobody wants to be sold to. You want <laughs> to build a relationship with someone. But how do you build a relationship? Perhaps what it looks like is not selling them anything at all. But rather trying something completely different that says, hey, I'm an expert in this field. And I'd like to talk to you because I'm interested in what you're struggling with right now. I'd like to know how you're overcoming this particular challenge. That's a completely different conversation. You're correct. I'm writing this down. Is that okay? It's absolutely because I'm not, perfect. I'm not as smart as you, so I need to write things down. I write everything down. Well, see, that shows how smart you are. But, but the idea is that if, my father used to say this, if you can't get in through the front door, climb in through a window, <laughs> right? That's also true. That's and so guy. right now, you just keep trying to ring the doorbell and nobody's answering. And, and so if after a period of time that consistently doesn't work, you kind of have to step back and say, hey, we need a new approach. We need a new strategy. And again, I don't exactly have the strategy. Maybe you're writing a white paper and you want some input. Maybe you're creating a podcast and you want a guest on your show. Maybe you're writing an article. 
maybe you're doing some research. Again, I don't know. But my observation is nobody wants to be sold to ever. And so we need to try something different. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Amazing. I I'm like sorry, I'm how you're writing it down. It down. I, I love that you're writing it down. Well, uh, you should. Up. I won't remember. Great. Again, in the olden times, I would have remembered. But now we're I, in these new times. That's right. New times call for new measures. Exactly. John, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Thank Anytime. you for sharing your challenge. Thank you for being open enough to experience coaching live and in person on a podcast. And uh, I hope you, that you took something away. You wrote it down. So that's I exciting. wrote it down. <laughs> for those of you who are listening, uh, I hope that you glean some value from this podcast as well. And if you have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge, but you're not so comfortable sharing it on a podcast, please reach out to me anyways. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. John, thank you so much. And I hope we stay in touch. Anytime. Thank you so much for your time, Kim.